0: My name is Pam Palmiter, and I'm the host of this show, The Warrior Life. This podcast is a show about living the warrior life, a lifestyle that focuses on decolonizing our minds, bodies, and spirits, but at the same time revitalizing our cultures, traditions, and practices. We also get to talk to our Indigenous brothers and sisters from all over Turtle Island who are leading warrior lives and setting out good examples for our youth and our uh, children to follow seven generations into the future. Today, I'm lucky to have Serene Fox with us. She works on the show, Future Histories, and we're going to get to talk to her for a few minutes about the show and about how she lives the warrior life. Welcome to the show, Serene.
1: Hi, Jimmy Grinch. Thanks for having me. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your background, like where you're from, what your first nation is, that kind of thing? Yeah, totally. So uh, the best way for me to do that is to do my traditional intro. So. Okay. Bonjour, Waban and Angoqweyendesnikaas, Dodem, and and Niso So, um, my name is Morningstar Woman. That's my real name, and uh, I'm from Batswana First Nation. I belong to the Martin clan, and um, that last part is that I'm a Dewin, So, but I'm Serene. I'm from Batswana. I live just outside of Toronto.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, can you tell me a little
1: bit about your role in this show, Future Histories, and what is the show about? Yeah, so um, I'm a co-host of the show, so I have a co-host, Chris Nargain, and uh, Future History is about reclaiming, restoring, um, and sort of revitalizing traditional knowledge and really honing in on some of the amazing work that's being done all across Indian country or Native America um, to really showcase uh the really really important work that's going on so it's awesome okay. and, and through all walks of life whether it's art or policy or um, talking to the elders or the youth so there's so oh, many different is. vantage points to
0: is there a particular lens that you use I mean it's called future history yeah that sounds a little bit intriguing
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely so we often uh, to break it down really simply um, my co-host Chris is uh, the past I am the present and together we're the future so he has a background in archaeology and art And so he looks at it from like how our ancestors, the the tools that they left behind informed us of how we would be able to walk into the present, which is me and and sort of where I'm at. I grew up in a very different environment than he did. Um, And then how both of those ideologies sort of really come together to make a more accurate representation of a universal truth of Indigenous people right now. And to
0: me, that is so exciting because the biggest challenge I have in teaching or giving public lectures or um, working with any group or organization that wants to be an ally is that we've been so historicized. Mm-hmm. Here's what we did a long time ago. Here's what, what our practices were a long time ago. And there's no link between here's what everyone understands is our history, which is most often wrong, to, well, there's actually Native people living today. We're actually (laughs) still here. And here's the challenges that we have. And here's all the roles that we have. We're not all artists. Mm -hmm. We're not all dancers. We do lots of other things too, but are still living that warrior life, defending our people, Mm -hmm. advocating for our rights. And I think that's... Your show actually linking those two things together is, is really important.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important for people to sort of let go of this, like, pan-Indigenous ideology yeah. where it's like, you're all one people and <laughs> yeah. you all did this. It's like, my, I have other Anishinaabe people who are totally different than me, like what they believe, yeah. how they interact with their creation stories. And to be quite frank, um, I've had to learn over the years that it's totally okay for that to be the case.
0: Yeah, well, it's challenging that that myth of there's one race of Indians.
1: You know, that's <laughs> yeah. that like a racist ideology
0: imported by someone else has mm-hmm. nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of my biggest struggles with my students, too. So I think your show is going to do a lot of education. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I like, and I guess my question to you is, how important do you think it is for our youth, to hear our stories and see our people presented in
1: a positive light. Oh man, I think it's vital, um, and I think it's part of the future mm-hmm. um, because representation matters. It just yeah. does. Um, growing up, I was really lucky to be able to see some of my heroes on TV, like Jennifer Podemsky's and oh, her yeah. sisters. You know, and and um, just to be able to to know that there are other people who have all the same history that you have, but who are working towards um, positivity. Mm-hmm. and who are seeing um, a, a way forward that is rich and has hope because um, I think we often hear so much about the negativity and yeah. I think we're not even aware of how much we talk on Facebook like even when I look through my feed oh people are constantly trying to advocate but what they don't realize is that they're speaking in such a way that when young people look at that they're only getting negativity and and even though adults might be wanting to change policy and, like, yeah. really wanting to, you know, to fight things, our youth are fighting so much within themselves that we need to be able to let go of the fight a little and, I think, see see some love and hope in there. And I... hmm That's my biggest struggle, especially talking about frontline communities. I've spent a lot of time on the front lines. Yeah. And what I've realized is that um, maybe... Two things. Maybe the front line isn't for everyone. Right. And there are many ways to participate that don't mean masking up and getting to the front line. But also, there's a way to be there and to be that warrior and to mask up and to still entirely focus on on love and compassion. Yeah, yeah. well it's see, important.
0: you're raising like one of the main themes of this show It's that it's about balance. Mm-hmm. So you notice when I was talking in the intro about, you know, it's important that we decolonize, you know, get the colonizers out of our head, understand all of the bad things that happened. But if we just stop there, well, what about the revitalization part where you're actually reconnecting and and preserving and passing on to the next generation? Mm -hmm. And it's like that for everything. And I think there's a real misunderstanding about what a warrior life means that people think, oh, it means you're just dressed in camo. I'm probably one of those that perpetuate that myth because I always wear camo. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you dress in camo, you're in a chronic state of protesting, and Mm -hmm. that's not the only part about what it means to be a warrior. It could also mean raising your children to be happy, healthy, and safe. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't think of a bigger warrior job than actually preparing your future generation for the life Mm -hmm. that they're gonna fill or helping someone else. So you might not be the protester, but maybe you babysit someone's kids so they can do that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're the public speaker cuz not everyone's a public speaker. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different roles and I think we have to realize, you know, how how important it is that we all do have a role yeah. in all of this. And I really like how your show is showing that all different people doing all different things we don't all have to fit into the slot that's predetermined for us you know Canada says you're only a real native if you're poor and if you if you do anything any kind of success well you can't be a real native and and that gets perpetuated in society but then if you are poor you're blamed for your own (laughs) circumstance like we can't win yeah and I, I like that your show offers that hope that we can win and we win on our own terms it doesn't actually matter what anybody else is saying, because we're just going to keep creating that space.
1: Yeah, and we're going to keep seeing what it means for everyone, and like that's the beauty of it, is that I keep meeting people who are doing things in such a way that I'm like, oh my gosh, A, I never saw that as an Indigenous perspective, and B, that's so much a part of the future, and I never saw that before. So, I mean, I know historically that all of our people had distinct roles, and they were never the same they had hunters went out yeah. there were artisans caretakers and of course there are people in the community who probably had to work really hard to find their path just like we have now um, yeah. i think as long as we romanticize who we were then we're not going to be able to create where we want to go
0: yeah so that's such an important point because one of the issues that i find youth come to me with is they say i could never be Jennifer Podemsky. I could never be Adam Beach. I could never be uh, Romeo Saganash because look at all that they're doing. You know, I don't have that luck. I don't have that situation. I don't have that fortune. And one of the messages that um, Adam Beach gave on the show, or, like this last show was, um, it, this stuff isn't easy. You actually have to work at it. You don't you don't see all of that behind the mm-hmm. scenes, but to dispel the myth that it's okay for you to struggle and make mistakes and fall down because the only thing that ever gets promoted online is all the times we succeed, but there, there's a whole backstory of all the times when it's really, really
1: hard, oh, yeah. and that doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that that's getting out there too because I think I get a lot of that too, especially with my last... Um, work where I was on the front lines, and I think I got really held up as this like you know warrior journalist. And the <laughs> backside of that was that man Standing Rock was awful for me. I am yeah. still struggling with PTSD, and like none of that was as romantic as it came to be. And then also there was this idea that um, because I work in media, that I wasn't. I felt like I wasn't allowed to say that that was hard on me or that yeah. I struggled because people who are in the media are supposed to be tough enough and they're not the, you know, so it was like fighting this place. And then I was like, you know what? Screw all of that. Yeah. This is my story. Yeah. This is what happened. Yeah. And because I know how hard it was on me with all the tools, my new message, which I love about your show is that self-care matters and yeah. coming home and having elders who are prepared to receive our warriors yeah. um, and having spaces where we are ready to hear their stories and to help them heal, um, I think is part of part of how we're going to um, protect our warriors on the front line is that we need to be ready for them when they come home.
0: That's awesome, because warriors are, you know, they they have this huge job, they're out there protecting their people in a variety of forms, but we also have to make sure we're protecting the warriors back and forth. So my last question to you is, is there one particular thing that you think is critical to living the warrior life? And it could be in body, mind, spirit, ideology, Mm -hmm. anything.
1: Yeah, for me, it's the land. I think no matter where you are, no matter how you're working, um, what you're working towards, um, what you're fighting for, I think remembering that the land is what holds mm-hmm. you um, and not getting too distracted that you forget um, to go back and to have quiet moments. So I always tell the young people that I'm working with, go to the land. Even if you're in the city, find a place in the park and just mm-hmm. be with yourself because with cell phone technology and everything, we forget that just the land is actually one of our best friends and, and will always be there for us. So even if you feel like you don't have anybody, the land has you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better <laughs> answer because it is everything yeah. is about the land yeah. um yeah. and there hear was... that trudeau <laughs> <laughs> are
1: we allowed to say f trudeau here on this show <laughs> um, we just did <laughs> but yeah you can't have anything without land right yeah like we can't even talk about reconciliation or moving forward until we talk about land so no matter if it's politics or ceremony yeah. or just like legit go outside you know, you yeah. can think about it from like the craziest perspective or not, but
0: the land has it. Well, that's awesome! Thank you so much <laughs> for
1: coming on my show. I have ah. learned so much. I feel like I could have just sat back and you could have just <laughs> done, the, done the whole show. No, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours. So it was really, I feel really honored to to be here. So, well, thank miigwetch. you. Thank I you. hope you come back. Yeah, and thank you for the work you're doing. Thanks, Miqvid.